3: Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now.
4: Hang on a minute. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome to Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, Happy to be back for another week of broadcasting motorsport style on Race Chaser Radio uh, from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. We've got a busy show lined up tonight for you. We've got a couple of in-studio guests. Um, Sitted, seated. wow, that's good English. Seated next to me on my right is Lucas Vera, who is a 13-year-old Legends car racer. And uh, we're looking forward to talking with Lucas in a moment about... Um, his past, present, and future. And then, um, of course, James Mellick is with me in the studio, as always, punching the buttons. And uh, we're going to be joined by Keith Graham from the, as, as we call it, the Sea Palms Series. It's the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Um, and uh, Keith will be joining us to talk about his upcoming race this weekend for the series at Hickory, which is part of the Fall Brawl. And then uh, also they've got a race at uh, Florence next month as well. Not on Thanksgiving weekend, but the weekend before. So um, we'll uh, talk to him about all of that uh, and um, see what he's got in store for next year that he can tell us about as well. So uh, lots to come here. And, of course, all the latest news. And uh, we'll, I'm sure, hit a few hot topics anyway Um, before we get to... Lucas, I can tell you real quick, we've had some, um, I I don't want to say it's breaking news because it came out earlier today, but GMS Racing announced that uh, Zane Smith is coming back for 2021 in the truck series. uh, Zane has had a terrific rookie season with that team. Um, He and Bono Mannion have worked real well together and Zane has really proved that he belongs in that series. He is still Um, Got an opportunity at the championship, honestly. And it's really interesting to see uh, how well he's done. But he's going to be back for a second season in the, well, it's now going to be the uh, uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series again, as opposed to the Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Same owner, different brand, you see. So Marcus Limonis has decided that he wants to, Give Camping World some more love now that uh, Gander RV and Outdoors is up and running. So um, going back to the Camping World Truck Series for 2021. Okay, so again, my name is Tom Baker, if I can tell you that earlier, and you didn't know. Um, if you miss part of this show or you just want to listen to it at a later date, it's an easy way to do that. You all have a podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on or find music on online, so... Spotify or uh iHeartRadio um tune in SoundCloud there's a bunch of them Apple Google all those good platforms even on Amazon now Amazon Podcasts We're on um Race Chaser Radio that's what you type in type in Race Chaser Radio it'll bring up our feed and you'll have access to all of our shows or you can just go to the Race Chaser uh, media homepage too finished racechasermedia.com and um they all uh, kind of stack up there and we're in the process now of a slight redo for the website too. So um, we're going to try to make it easier to find the individual shows than the way it is now. So, all right, Lucas Vera, welcome back to eLap. lap. It's good to have you. Um, and I'm going to start with, I talked to Lucas about this before the show, because this it's always interesting to know kind of what, what's in the racers backgrounds when they're not on the track. Um, somebody told me earlier today that Lucas's family owns a Mexican restaurant in the uh, Concord area. Um, And uh, so I mentioned it to Lucas before the show that, uh, you know, that you own a restaurant. He said, yeah. I said, what's it called? And you said Uh, it's a Mexicasa restaurant and grill. Mexicasa restaurant and grill. It is actually in Harrisburg, North Carolina. So if you sort of look at Charlotte Motor Speedway from the front. It's over behind it, over yonder, behind the speedway, um, in Harrisburg on Route 49 in the Lowe's Plaza. Um, and uh, they do have carne asada, so now I'm happy and I get to go there and, and uh, have some food uh, at some point soon and check it out. So, um, do you work in the restaurant at all?
5: Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes when my parents are, um, when some workers don't show up, they'll ask me if I want to, like, work up front or wash some dishes. So, usually I say, yeah, sure, I mean, why not? I mean... I know it kind of sucks sometimes but I mean it's always good to help and learn.
4: Yeah. Um so do you do, you do like weight staff or do you mostly just kind of the odd jobs in the back?
5: Well, sometimes you do the odd jobs in the back kind of like washing dishes in the back and uh cleaning up all the um all the the plates and everything and put them in a washing machine.
4: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's important especially now. It's important to keep things clean. Um so it's good to uh Good to know that, and uh, we'll definitely frequent that. Okay, let's talk about your racing, because yeah. I know that's why you came here. Um, so you yeah. have uh, you made the transition to Legends Cars, and you finished second in Shootout Points to Jay Drana, who's also been on the show. Um, and it really was an interesting, I feel like it was an interesting season for you. You went back to the Bandolero <laughs> not too long ago and ended up winning one, right?
5: Yes, that's true. Um, I just got caught up by the uh, Hornimans who owned the 43 car and Outlaws. They were asking me if I uh, want to run a race for, um, for Carter Russo so I can help him out in national points. And they said that the first race you could kind of let him win, but then the second race will be a free-for-all. And I
4: was like, yeah, of course, uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> first race, let him win. In the second race, it's on like Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, the, so the second race, you said, did you let him win the first race?
5: Yeah, I let, him, I let him win the first race. I mean, I kind of put in the show towards the beginning of the race, but once he got close to me, I kind of let him go on the side of me
4: in the inside. This is called tandem racing, Malik. This is how you do tandem racing in the bandolero. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounds
6: like back in <laughs> the uh, cup car days in Xfinity.
4: They hired a professional blocker is what they hired. <laughs> um, finish second, and then you get the second race if you can win, go in, and you went one. I went and win the race, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, how was that? Uh, that must have felt good to get back into Victory Lane again in the bando.
5: Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it felt really well, especially in a new track. Uh, it was at Shenandoah Speedway. Really big track, and it was a plate track. So you have the blue restrictor plates in them, which uh, let you have. In a it. bando?
4: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine restricting a bando. But I guess you'd have to because if you. Yeah, that's a, that's, it's like a quarter mile track, I think. Pretty much. And it
5: also has uh, some high banks.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's it's in a neat little location in Virginia, too. I've driven by there a couple, I've never been to a race there, but I've driven by there a couple times and uh, seems like a neat little track. Um, But uh, so you got the wind in the bando. Now, after driving the Legends car, did you have this urge to literally like put your foot straight through the floor, the right foot of the bando, because you just don't have enough power?
5: Yeah, I mean, it, I really, it felt like a big difference. I'm like, why am I going so slow? I mean, is this the car or, <laughs> a, or is it me?
4: Yeah, my foot's going through the floor and I still feel like I'm putting. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, th- that really, but it kind of shows you the difference now too, right, between the momentum car, which is the Bando, and the Legends car, which is more, um, it's not really about momentum. You've got enough power to use it. Yeah. Um, so talk about your Legends season a little bit. How did it go overall? Well, our legend season
5: actually went pretty well for our first year. Towards the beginning of the uh, year, we were on the Winter Heats Series at Charlotte, where there's um, about three, re- three races in a quarter mile, and then the rest are at the road course. So definitely uh, adjusted to the quarter mile. It took me a little bit, but towards the end of the race, um, it was actually really fun. I liked it. And in the road course especially it was a really big track and long straightaways, and it taught me how to um, downshift and upshift through the corners and turn left and right, which uh, really helped me.
4: Did you run winter heat on the road course at all with a bando?
5: Yeah, actually um But
4: you don't shift those, right? Oh no. Yeah, okay, I, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So Yeah, that that was a that must have been an, again a a real learning experience. How how quickly were you able to adapt to having to shift? Well
5: having I mean, to shift towards the first time like back last September where I was testing her at the fifth mile, they kind of taught me like to um pull out of the pits and then upshift and downshift going down the straightaway just to like uh get a get a feel for it yeah
4: yeah how how did how did so by the time you you got to racing it um on the road course and having to do that did you kind of have it down
5: yeah kind of i mean definitely when you're downshifting you kind of want to like let off the gas and hit the brakes like hit it a little bit hard and then with your right arm downshift like strong with your right arm and then you could get a gear down and then when you're trying to upshift through the straightaway you usually just let off the gas, and just crank it once back. You don't need to
4: use the the clutch at all. Well, that's uh, that. I mean, I always love seeing the legends on the road course because it brings out a whole different skill set in a driver than what you have on the quarter mile during the shootout in summer.
5: Yes, for sure. It gives you a, a lot more opportunities to pass through the straightaways and corners, which is kind of sketchy sometimes with <laughs> how fast
4: they're going, but yeah. <laughs> so um, so what? now that you've done a little bit of both with the legends do you like the road courses better or the ovals
5: well i mean for part of the road course when i i wasn't doing like too well i kind of felt disappointed in myself but it, it's it's actually really fun like once you get a feel for it like the speed and being able being having more opportunities to uh pass the cars it was definitely really fun i like yeah, i'm courses. sure it
4: was a uh, it, it is a mindset change isn't it because you just can't approach it the same way you approach an oval race it, i mean you know it seems like the shootout whether it needs to be or not is more of a contact sport. Whereas the road course racing, the last thing you want to do is be getting into another car.
5: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know,
4: it's just a different style of racing than, than what you're what you're used to. Um, but you, how did you did you run for national points in the legends?
5: Well, for this year, we kind of didn't want run, run the for national points. Our main focus was just going through the shootout and um, gotcha running the uh, part of the fifth mile.
4: Okay. Yeah. So, um, so next year I'm assuming you're going to take a shot at that, right?
5: Yeah. Next year we'll be definitely running for national points, starting out in uh, Winter Nationals in uh, February.
4: Oh, okay. So you're going down to Florida.
5: Yeah, that's our plan so far.
4: Let's see which track are they at this year. I can't keep track as I keep moving around. What track are they running? Do you know? I know
5: last year it was Citrus, but I yeah. heard there was going to be a change. See, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> I can
4: never—it's never the same place twice.
5: Yeah, I think it'll be a uh, Showtime Speedway or Oh
4: Wow, Auburndale, pretty big. Okay, well, Showtime, yeah, they're two different tracks. Showtime yeah. and Armandale, they yeah, had two very different tracks. Oh, boy. Okay, um, well, we're going to take a break here. We'll come back and talk more with this young fella. And we got Keith Graham coming up, and we'll talk on uh, lots of other news and uh, NASCAR stuff after the show, or after the uh, second hour of the show starts as well. So stick around. We lap continues right after this.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show.
4: Welcome back. We lap continues here on the Performance Motorsports Network, where we air the show live, and also um, Race Chaser Radio on our feed on RaceChaserMedia.com. Uh, um, the homepage player, you can uh, get the show there. Of course, we have the PMN Radio app. That's the easiest way to do it. Then you get all the other cool PMN shows too. Um, But you can listen live through that app or you can uh, live stream through the Performance Motorsports Network as well on your desktop or laptop if you wish. But um, the majority of our audience, I think, is uh, now getting it through the app. It's free. PMN Radio is what you go search in your Play Store for your device and uh, just download the app. And... um, Check out everything PMN's got to offer. Okay, Tom Baker and Lucas Vera in the studio along with James Mellick, our producer, and um, talking to Lucas a little bit about his career and what he's been doing over this this current year. Um, So let's talk about next year a little bit. um, You're going to run Legends again, and we mentioned just before the break that you're going to probably take a shot at the National Championship. Um, But you're also going to probably do some late model racing as well right yeah for sure uh
5: one of my primary sponsors ob builders they, he's also a part of the racing community he has a team called uh, brother-in-law motorsports to actually run um some of the gander outdoor truck series races and and modified races in a nascar wheeling tour and some races in arca and he also has a late model so
4: you can say the gentleman's name if you'd like he probably won't mind
5: Oh, yeah, the owner of uh, all of his, uh, Brian Dozat. He's done a lot for me yes. the past two years. and Brian's awesome. Really want to thank him for all of that.
4: Yeah, he, uh, he and Andy Sice have done a lot of stuff together. And um, I, I'm a huge fan of Andy's and um, really enjoy uh, Brian. And, and that's I did not realize that you were working with him and, and didn't realize that he owned weight models. Um, and so that's, that's awesome. Um, I would love to know why it's called Brother-in-Law Racing. You know,
5: well, actually, I know that um, all the guys are part of the team. They're all act like they're brothers to themselves and they're all really close to each other. I know for a fact.
4: See, but brother-in-laws tend to fight. See, so yeah. like, that's <laughs> like not an accurate name. They should just call it brothers racing. If you call it brother-in-laws racing, you assume that they all fight with each other all the time. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure that one out. In-laws fight. That's what they do. Um, but no, that's cool. It's, uh, and like I said, Brian is, Brian's a great guy. Um, how did you get, um, how did you two get together?
5: Well, actually Brian would always go to my uh, Mexican restaurant years ago. Wow. Oh,
4: there we go. <laughs> it's all about the food. man. Yeah. I'm telling you.
5: He would always go to the restaurant <laughs> and always talk to my parents and keep telling, he was actually telling them, you got to put Lucas in a bandolero. And my dad was like, Oh, I mean, maybe one day. Yeah. That was back then when I was racing dirt bikes and, Um, Eventually, one day, once I moved up to Bandoleros, um, uh, Brian was able to help me some out.
4: So you started racing dirt bikes. Yes. How old was Lucas when he started racing dirt bikes?
5: When I started riding them, I was about five years old. (laughs) (laughs) And when I started racing them, I was six, really young. See, and when did you stop racing them? When I stopped racing them, I think I was about like maybe nine or ten.
4: See, you got out of it before you started limping.
5: Yeah. That was good That's timing yeah. So you
4: get out of it with your limbs intact You have a <laughs> broken knee or whatever Because um, man, I'm telling you I love watching the Arena Cross and the and, and all of that um, But uh, Stadium Cross, it's awesome to watch But I, I remember a, a while back, there's a huge show Every year in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania In the uh, Farm Show Complex Huge indoor racing show And they have all kinds of different Quarter midgets, go-karts um, they have a big car show and all kinds of different stuff. And in the main arena, they always had uh, arena cross. Right. And so <laughs> I was I was in the car show portion of it one day. And this was the first time I'd ever gone there. And I was talking to somebody um, in, in the car show part of it. And all of a sudden, all these these bracers started come in, to come in. And, uh, and like half of them were limping. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and I said, I, I said, they, who, who like in the guy, the guy smiled at me, he said, that's how, you know, when the arena crosses on a break because all the racers come in and they're all limping. And I just laughed. I said, yeah, figures. Um, cause I know there's a lot of limb issues in that sport. And they have a lot of scars. Yeah. A lot, exactly. of, broken bones. A lot of surgery. Yeah. A lot. There's so, a lot of scars. Yeah. And, and I actually have a, a driver client I worked with for a while, whose younger brother was into the, um, he was doing more. Um, what do they call them, Hair scrambles. Um, it's a different form of of outdoor um, motocross type racing. Um, but he he's had two or three surgeries already. And he and at that point, I think he was like seventeen, and he'd already had like two or three. Um, so yeah, you get out of it in time before you started to limp. See, and got into the. You went to go karts though, didn't you?
5: Yes. After. Tell run, me about that. After in dirt uh, uh, go karts actually. Went on to go in karting where I first started at uh, GoPro Motorplex, which is in uh, oh, Mooresville, North Carolina. Oh, road course. Ooh. Yeah, road course. Yeah.
4: How'd you like that?
5: It was really fun, definitely, uh, especially how the karts were and the engines. They were like little two stroke 60cc engines. Yeah. Actually, really fun.
4: Yeah, those um, that I, I got to run, I've only run one time at GoPro, which <laughs> is not, I mean, for any reason that I don't want to go do that, just lack of time, number one. But this was they had all the NASCAR uh, media there for um, it was a few years ago. They did the um, they did a big media day for all of the um, NASCAR, uh, what do you call it? Weekly racing. And then the, the, the touring series drivers were all there. So we all got to race go-karts together. And then we did all our interviews and stuff that, that day was kind of, they were all in town for the banquet. And um, so I went there and they, and I entered the media race and, um, the first thing I figured out was that Kyle Ricky, who who is still with MRN, but he was living down here at the time. He hadn't moved back to Connecticut yet. If you know who Kyle Ricky is um, from MRN, uh, Kyle Ricky's a media guy, but Kyle Ricky is also a really good racer at GoPro. I mean, he kicked our butts. Um, and uh, and I realized two things that day. Number one, um, that course is a whole lot harder than I would have. Thought it was from you know the first and and two I'm too old and fat to be racing go karts so it's yeah. <laughs> kind of uh but it was it was a lot of fun and and that I'm sure was great training for Bandoleros though even though it's road course to oval because you know the car control and learning to run a consistent line I'm sure was great training for you right going into the Bandu
5: yeah for sure because in racing there's always about one and racing go karts there's always one line and that was like hitting your apex and and exit, especially with all the hairpin turns and the and the bull turns. You need a lot of arm strength for turning left and right. And once I moved on to Bandoleros, um, I had a lot of strength in my arms, and it was actually I adapted to it pretty quick.
4: Well, you're kind of a big kid for your age anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you walked in, and I, I, I looked at your mom like, you need to stop watering him. Um, <laughs> you're, you're now taller than me, which most 13-year-olds are, but – um but you're you know you've you've grown some over the last year are you on any kind of a training regimen or are you just kind of i know you can't be eating too much mexican or you wouldn't you'd you'd, you'd be much heavier <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs>
5: i like eating a lot i mean it's really good for me but besides um doing racing i also like to uh ride bikes like i was in a mountain bike team
4: oh there you go
5: yeah and i was also i asked i do uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh mma
4: Oh boy! Remind me <laughs> not to make you angry. Um, I had no idea. Well, there. See, you're not going to have to worry if you get into a situation where you know another driver kind of wants to, you know, go at it, it a little on, bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. you, um, uh, that's you got uh, you got all the right training for that. How long have you been doing that?
5: Well, I just started back again since quarantine, but I've I've been doing it for about a year.
4: Wow. Yeah. Okay. How do you like that?
5: It's really fun. I mean, it's a lot of good training for your cardio and all your um all your body parts because you're moving a lot and using all of your body so that definitely helps you and it it's really good self-defense and if you're in a situation like that you know what to do for sure
4: well yeah i mean the mma stuff is rough sometimes because it's (laughs) probably not i mean now are you when you do that sort of thing are you training with an individual or are you doing it with a group or how does how does that work
5: yeah we're kind of doing it with a group of people and there is this one coach who tells us what to do and we do our drills with partners or we do it individually.
4: Now, are your partners older and bigger than you? Or yeah. are they other? Really? Yeah,
5: they're mainly old, uh, older and bigger. I'm like the young gun there.
4: <laughs> well, but you're probably faster than they are, though, Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, that's, that's really interesting. Um, I had no idea that you were into that. <laughs> um, what other hobbies do you have?
5: Well, they're hobbies. So when, I'm, when I'm home, I like playing uh, racing with my friends and doing that type of stuff. It's pretty fun.
4: Okay. Now, are you in a league? Or are you...
5: Yeah, actually, uh, I'm not really an elite. I I like doing like host hosted races with my friends, oh, kind okay. of like, for well, what we do. It's actually really fun, like how we all get to race against each other, just have fun all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, that's uh, so that I'm sure that takes up a good deal of your time when you're not paying attention to school, and you're back, you're back in the classroom, right?
5: Yeah, I'm back in the classroom, uh, full capacity. Just uh, have to wear mask across the uh, hallways, but. It's pretty good. I mean, I definitely like it more than online school, so that's good.
4: It's funny because some kids adapted to that really well and others didn't. It's just a diet. Yeah. Like I was saying to you before, I think it's one thing if you're in a homeschool curriculum because that's designed as an online course. Whereas, you know, it was basically when, when everything shut down in March, teachers were literally figuring out how to use the software. And it yeah. was, <laughs> I'm sure, it was kind of a mess and probably still is to a degree for those who have to do it um so you're probably happier to be back in the uh back in the classroom what's your favorite subject
5: my favorite subject um i probably say science, because uh, i really like taking notes based on uh, what we're learning and you definitely learn about like if you're doing uh especially some types of science like biology or like life science you really get to learn like what the our um what our world is made of in our earth from all of god's creation and his point of view and we also learn about like um all the types of cells and structures, just a lot of stuff in science that's actually really fun to learn about.
4: Yeah, it is. I was, I was really into meteorology and astronomy, James, but when yeah. it came to, like, uh, chemistry and biology, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't Not into that.
6: Even close. I wasn't into that. I was more of a mathematics kind of guy. I liked math. That yeah, was okay. mine. But with you being a big science fan, I bet you're looking forward to, uh, once you get up into the high school level and all that, being in physics classes and learning about that because that can help you with your racing, uh, knowing the way
5: that physics can work. Yes, for sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah, for sure. That's actually a good point. Um, can never have too much physics or geometry for that matter <laughs> for racing it for for knowing the cars. So that's that's important as well. Okay. Um before we uh let you go, um, tell us who helps you make all this stuff happen.
5: Well, definitely who makes this all this stuff happen is my parents who's uh been sacrificing a lot for uh, for me for being able to still race and do everything and also for um everyone who's helped me like still will, Still, racing for all the information they give me for helping me last year and some this year, and uh, also for brother-in-law Motorsports like Todd Cooper and uh, Robbie Maine, who just passed away um, last week, which is uh, really sad for me. He really helped me a lot and learning about the car and working on it, and it's just kind of sad he passed away just uh, just last week.
4: Is that uh, one of the crew members? For yeah,
5: for one of the crew members. Oh, wow. Yeah,
4: I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah no well, it's too bad um our condolences to everybody involved there that's uh that's sad um okay and uh, how do fans if somebody wants to follow you and kind of keep up with what you're doing how do fans find you online sir
5: well i have a uh, instagram you can follow me on instagram by lucasvera64 i'm pretty sure there's some underscores in between it but if you just type in that uh, i will. D- it will pop up with my legend card and you could follow me on that and on facebook i'm just lucasvera you could uh Add me on that.
4: <laughs> no sixty four needed on Facebook.
5: Yeah, just my personal. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um. Do you have a um? Do you have a website?
5: Not yet. We that's been in the works for sure. So it could I, could I could I could like post all my finishes in there yeah. and basically like. Okay. About my life and stuff. I'm definitely. So
4: Instagram or Facebook. Instagram LucasVera sixty four and Facebook is just, just plain old Lucas Vera. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. You did a good job. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having in. me, sure. For Absolutely. Today. Yeah. Look forward to uh having you on some more as we get uh more into next season and really look forward to seeing what you can do in a late model. I am definitely uh yeah. looking for I know you've got the talent for it and you've got the intelligence. So looking forward to seeing um, how that works out for you. Uh, and that is Lucas Vera. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have more of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Stay with us.
2: At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
0: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov/the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
3: Hi, this is Tyler Ankrum, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
4: Thank you, Tyler Ankrum, bringing us back from break. Continuing in the uh, truck series, and, and in the man, just, there's a kid who just at some point that kid is going to have the bust out moment this year. I feel it, it's coming, just hasn't quite gotten there yet, but uh, he's still hanging in so. Um, is not, he signed with GMS through
6: the end of next year or just this year? through
4: the end of this year as far as I know. I okay. don't – I didn't know I his, don't Just as far as I know, I think it was only a one-year deal. But I didn't
6: know his contract either, so I, I would Wouldn't it all be
4: surprised ask. if he's not one of the next announcements that he's coming back again unless he gets something else going. But he and Zane Smith both did a – doing a nice job first time – their first year in the GMS family making the playoffs. Um, so – you know that's about all you can ask for. Tyler has kind of gotten better and better as the years gone on, and I think it was a little bit of a transition from Toyota to Chevrolet and just different feel and different, you know, things are differently done or whatever. So, um, but that is a kid that, uh, much like Zane, I think both of them have championship talent in, in for Cup. Um, they just have to get there, and uh, it, you know, it gets harder and harder in in the day to. Uh, uh, to make it in stick and cup because the competition is so fierce. But anyway, um, we'll get to uh, the Truck Series in a moment. Uh, they're, they were off over the weekend. They'll be back in action this coming weekend at Kansas, I think uh, Saturday. I think they're racing or Friday. I'll have to double check here. But um, but they're at Kansas this weekend with Toto and, and the rest. Um, so we'll talk about that in a moment. But I want to go back. I want to talk about I want to talk about the roval. Uh, we went rovaling this weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and um, I don't know, James. Did you have a chance to watch the Xfinity race on Saturday?
6: Yeah, I got to watch some of it. It was uh, it was very <laughs> interesting. One of the greatest things I saw was I don't even know whose car it was. He went through the puddle of water, and the car was just gone. It vanished like it used that front splitter as just oh, like gosh, a shovel that was. and they just picked up track. the puddle of water yeah. and just. It was crazy.
4: Oh my gosh. The the Roval turned into a raging Roval River Rapid is what it yeah. what it was on Saturday. I mean, it was a monsoon um for a while. And uh my goodness, I, I couldn't believe they started it, honestly, knowing the forecast, because there there was no way that you were getting around what was coming. Everybody knew it. Um and I really felt like uh there was just too much standing water on the track to, to be running, to be honest. Um, now, uh, when we got toward the end, you had that just amazing battle oh, between yeah. Briscoe and Um, You know, two drivers that both deserve to be in the top flight cup ride. Um, and I think Briscoe's going to, by the way. Um, I think any literally any minute now, we're going to get an announcement that says Chase Briscoe to the SHR fourteen for next year, um, and uh, he's going to take over the wheel of that car. But Almond Digger deserves an opportunity to run full time in Cup. He's he's proven that. Um, but he but those two got hooked up, and oh my gosh, I mean that was a battle for the ages. And it you know there's a there's a there's a level of driver skill, and I mean Lucas in a in a young way can relate because you've run legends on the road course now. So, you know, kind of what it's like to be turning left and right, having to shift and do all those things. It's a different skill set than just doing laps on an oval, not to say it's not to say road course racers are better just to say it's a different skill. Um, those two were just tooth and nail. And and I mean it. They really made up for what I thought was a complete dumpster fire um, earlier on because you just couldn't keep the car on the racetrack. And you know, um, I have a road course friend of mine, Edward Adams, whose son Edward the Third is a really good young road racer. And and E two and I were talking over the week, and he likes to fire me up anyway because he knows you know it. He he can punch my buttons, but you know he was talking about how you know, this was real racing. And it's like, listen, I, I love road course racing, but that was just when you're, when you're going off the track, because there's so much standing water that your tires can't hold grip. You can't race the race track. The tracks a river, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't race a river. Um, you know, I'm, I thought yesterday when we got to the, to the cup race, it started in the rain; the track was wet, but it was manageable. And then it started to dry out, and it got to be really interesting. And I love the fact that Ty Dillon got the first stage win because he was the first team to to pit and and, and put on the uh, the dry tires.
6: Really, I didn't notice yeah. that he did that. I missed yep. that part of it. I didn't see that, but I did see one stage one. I just did not know he was the first one to come in and get tires.
4: Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he they they ended up, and and that was a big advantage for them because. Um, they obviously had speed that all the all the guys were on the wets didn't, yeah you know, so you know he was able to 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 just kind of cakewalk to uh to stage one and then um, they made a pit stop after stage one with everybody else, which I thought was curious, and that put them back in the field and they never really recovered. He ended up you know spinning and doing whatever but i he I thought he had the raw speed to actually contend
6: and for a crew chief to make the call to come in and get slick tires before anybody else. That's a tough decision because I mean you're relying on your driver to not really fly around the racetrack, but you're expecting him to tiptoe just a little bit till he sees what he's got, but still gain on those guys that are on the wets. And that's a tough decision yeah. to make.
4: Well, when you're when you're when you're in Ty's position, I mean you're not you're not in the playoffs. No, you're just racing for wins.
6: You're racing for wins, and you're so, racing for a job next year.
4: Yeah, that too. Um, and we'll get to silly season in a moment, but. I think, because I, I think I have an idea where Ty will wind up, but I think that, um, you know, that was an audition for him, and, and so you pull out all the stops and just do what you have to do, and, and uh, it was just interesting uh, the way that that race developed as well, but I thought overall it was just a better race, even though Chase Elliott dominated so much of it.
6: Yeah, Chase dominated that race for sure. Um, Kyle Busch said it best. Uh, the nine car was the class of the field, and nobody Again, was going to touch him. Yeah, and he And even... Chase said it. Chase said he was better this year than he was last year. And Imagine that's that. crazy that he won the race last year and was better this year than he was last year.
4: Yeah. Lucas, who do you look up to in NASCAR? Do you have a driver that you kind of try to emulate or that you're a fan of in the Cup Series?
5: Yeah. Uh, I mean, since I'm kind of I have a Hispanic, since my parents were born in Mexico and my mother in Honduras, I like uh, Daniel Suarez. He, he's a pretty good inspiration to me since he is uh, Mexican.
4: Have you met Daniel?
5: Yeah, I've actually met Daniel a couple of times. Uh, Super actually nice guy in the pits, and he's also been to our restaurant a couple of times. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's a well, really he's a not really a good surprise, guy. Right? <laughs> Mexican
4: eating a Mexican restaurant. Imagine that. Yeah, he was uh, a
5: really good guy and has a really nice story behind him with yeah, from does. all the karting in Mexico and uh, with his dad in the shop with all the cars.
4: Yeah, and and I he's got a really interesting opportunity with Justin Marks' team for next year.
5: Yeah, I saw that with the new uh, track house, trackhouse team. Yep. Yeah, definitely yep. looks like a sweet ride for next year and definitely a lot of new people in that uh, organiza- organization and
4: yeah. Easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that's going to be an interesting because uh, here's what I know about Justin Marks. Justin Marks does not do anything halfway. And so, this is, I think this is a team that's going to bear watching because they they may not start strong necessarily because you gotta, you know, you you can go and you can run around Hickory or wherever you're, I don't even know what you're allowed to do in the Cup Series <laughs> for testing at this point, probably not much, but I mean, it you can do all that, but until you actually start racing and going through pit stop cycles under pressure and all that, I mean, it's going to take the team time to kind of get things in place, but I do believe, and Justin started this team basically because of the next-gen car um, that's coming out in 22. I think that that team, given a year, everybody's focusing on Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace, Okay, which I don't doubt for a second that that could be a huge team too. Don't fall asleep on Justin Marks because... If you look at GoPro Motorplex, you look at the other things Justin's been involved with and he's done. Justin is very smart. and He doesn't do anything um, halfway. So if he's going to build a team, the idea of that team is going to be to go out and be able to win races. And it's going to be a Chevy team. And something else I'm not sure we've talked about on this show yet since it's been announced. But it's starting in 2021... Only one Chevy motor. Yep. That's it. Hendrick and Childress are combining um, their motor resources, I guess you could say, um, and they're going to produce one motor for all the Chevy teams. Um, That, I think, is going to be a big uh, big, uh, adjustment and a big advantage for those teams, not to say advantage necessarily over the other two, but... Um, a lot better than what where it is now where you've got you know half of one engine and half of the other because um, with those two teams coming together with the knowledge and what they can do, I think Chevrolet, it sounds like, is really making a concerted effort to beef up their support of their teams, especially in Cup, and that's good because I feel like Childress has made a lot of advancements in the last year or two. Ganassi's kind of in there. I mean, Kurt Busch, you know, you can see Kurt win. Okay, I mean, Kurt's won, and obviously Larson won the pass of the 42. But um, I think Chip's got some room to to, to, to go. Um, if Chevy can get all their teams on the same page and kind of work them all together, um, I think you, you really would have a stronger organization there right now. I feel like Hendricks kind of dominated for a long, long time.
6: Yeah, I think Chevrolet watched last year as... Uh, a point to help them do that because Toyota, that's what they do. Toyota uses all their research and development uh, to go with the TRD motors. Uh, Obviously, you can get a triad motor, but most of the cars run the TRD motors. And I think Chevrolet noticed that last year when Toyota went out there and just dominated all the cup races uh, that they needed to make a change to try to work together to go out there and do it. And they're trying to take that step and go do it.
4: I feel like this is going to be um, this is going to make the the whole Chevy group very very strong and um, it'll be interesting because again some new faces and new places we have Alex Bowman it's the same team it's just going to be different skin on the cars really is all that is we're going to have somebody in the eighty eight five twenty five whatever they're going to number it um, I think it's going to be Kyle Larson it appears uh, that's what everybody's saying anyway I'll believe it. When the PR is out, but that's what they're saying. I'm not saying it won't happen. Just saying I still find that to be a stretch. Um, but uh, we know there's some changes at uh, at uh, uh, Ganassi and the 42 car with Ross Chastain coming in and such. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how the new motor program and whatever other things Chevy uh, kind of implements going into 21 to see how they make a difference. We're going to step aside more of the show right around the corner. Don't go anywhere.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds
1: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
4: Welcome back. We've got continuous here on, uh, well, from WSIC News Studios on the Performance Motorsports Network, Race Chaser Radio. Uh, if you're picking us up through uh, on-demand somewhere, it could be about. Uh, 14 or 15 different platforms. Uh, We've even got an audience in Ireland and we got a small audience in India that follows our shows, which is really kind of cool. Um, Like seeing that. So um, welcome back to lead lap. I am Tom Baker seated next to me still is Lucas Vera. Great to have uh, Lucas joining us tonight, getting some uh, radio experience and uh, doing a great job in his interview that we did in the first couple segments. If you missed him, catch us on demand. Just search race chaser radio on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and uh, feel free to hit the follow button or the like button, whatever it is, um, on that platform so you always know when the next show is. Uh, we do five shows a week and uh, we upload them to On Demand as as uh, they become available after we do them, usually the next day. So this will be up on Tuesday. On Demand, uh, James Mellick is with us. Keith Graham is um, on his way as well. Keith is from the... Uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series. He actually is the founder and the um, the uh, owner of the series. Uh, trying to, he is in the studio now and uh, is walking in. Uh, we're going to get Keith seated right next to Lucas there, um, and uh, we'll get James to. Uh, Sorry, right. yeah, you don't need your mask here, Keith. We're good. Um, and so we're going to talk to Keith a little bit about Sea Palms, and uh, we've been talking NASCAR, talking roval talking cup uh we'll get to back to all that afterward but we want to make sure that we uh give some time to keith who is uh good enough to come in and join us so uh um okay i think uh, you got that, that i don't know okay keith uh, welcome to the show good to have you back it's always good to be here we've got uh, lucas vera with us and uh lucas doing, doing some late model that's stock me. racing next year along with his legends car we'll have to see if we can find him a pro late model to run in your series in a little bit I,
10: I got one right now that's available
4: there you go. <laughs> right there you now. go. He needs we're a sure driver. Reach out to Doza and, and uh, see if we can do something there. Um, be great to have uh, Lucas in the series. But, um, Keith, you've had a – this is your obviously your first year, maiden voyage for the series. Uh, started um, a little later, I think, than you were scheduled uh, at Dillon. I think uh, what, uh, it was a few weeks, I think, that you had to postpone I think, for all the – Uh, But not not long. No, Um, it wasn't. But I remember your race at Dillon was the first race I went to this year, and it was so weird to not have fans.
10: Oh, yeah, it was. Strange Uh, not having fans. It's still weird to look up there and not see anybody. But, you know, fortunately with the announcement, I haven't got a chance to read it, but Hickory, we are going to have a limited capacity this weekend for October 17th so for the that's fall the right roll. answer that's okay. good
6: i was just about to ask if you were going to have some since we've just went into phase three if they were going to allow some fans just like they were at panther stadium they said they were going to allow some so that's good to hear
4: that's uh yeah you guys are uh, running this weekend uh part of fall roll and and you know this has kind of worked out to be the carson Quapple benefit series uh you know in not one funny, way not funny at all oh well but but true <laughs> sorry i call him as i see him i mean the kids lost one race uh Nick Loden won that, by the way. Um, but uh, it's it's uh, it's been a, a strange year all the way around in the sport. And Carson came in. He wasn't even supposed to race the whole year. He was kind of setting the car up for a little brother, Caden. And then uh, they discovered that uh, Caden didn't meet the minimum age requirement to race in the series, so Carson's like, well, okay, fine, I'll run the rest of them, and um, I think the competition would have wished that he wouldn't have, but nonetheless, this has still been a really... You've averaged probably 18, 19 cars a race um, in there, and some good competition, too.
10: Yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, The car count has been unreal. We've actually exceeded the car count for a few other uh, competing series out there that have a different package, but, I mean, we've... uh, Showing our presence for sure for the for our first year being the Carolina Pro Late Models has definitely been a, a very good presence.
4: How um how would you say that the reality has matched what your expectations were going in?
10: Well, my expectations were I was very optimistic and you know, wanting as many cars as i can get me personally just me being a well, of racer. course sure but you in serious cars or 40 cars you just when get... i started talking about it and and, and making contacts with racetracks and and talking to uh other people there wasn't a whole lot of confidence in the program in general uh on the on the outside looking in from other people so other other than other than that I've proved every one of them wrong. <laughs>
4: yeah. So sweet, I'm
10: pretty, that? pretty feel pretty confident about that. Cause I've blown them all out the water.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, it, and gosh, for those who, who have never started a series from scratch, I have, um, have been a part of a couple that have started from scratch actually. And, um, the amount of little detail that goes into putting it all together, let alone the amount of little detail to actually go to the racetrack is just people have no idea how complex it is and how many moving parts have to uh come together in in a certain way at a certain time for for um for for the series to be successful and i've been to i think all but one of your races and i missed the one at orange county and your it, it's been about as consistent as you could possibly ask for and that's the biggest thing that i think is difficult about a first year series because a lot of them you run a race or two and everybody wants this rule different and that rule different and this done different and let's change this and then two races later you know it's you it's it's been like this is how we're doing it and that's it and uh i think it's really reflected itself of the fact that your shows go off like clockwork for the most part
10: well that's my my intentions because of Obviously, when I started this deal and, and listening to other series and seeing what the racers were saying about things that were the buddy system, people getting patted on the butt and letting uh. get through tag this, that, and the other, well, that's not going to happen with this series at all. you know, I'm, I'm not going to let that happen. Um, and that's going to build the integrity of this series and make the tra- racers trust me, trust my series, trust my staff, trust everybody that works with us, and they know when they come here – if they get beat, they're getting beat because they're getting out driven. They're not getting out yes. motored. So, and that's that's my that's my deal as in just me being a racer coming and putting this thing together is because when I was out there racing myself, I knew I was getting out and out motored. You know, and that's what I'm trying to prevent.
4: Now, I'll just throw this to you: What was the hardest part for you in in making all this work? Oh, man, that's a... A, a long list? <laughs> well, me,
10: I almost... Sometimes, I as I... I mean, you've been to the racetrack and seen how many laps I make around there, just walking around there yes, all day long. Yes, you more than me. Just shaking hands. I get hands very tired
4: it, watching you because I'm older now.
10: Just shaking hands and trying to talk to... <laughs> I talk to everyone in my racers. I talk to the crews. I mean, my wife does the same thing. we just constantly politicking, as yeah. you say. And... Trying to keep everybody happy, which is not, not ever have doesn't ever happen, is is the hardest part. It's just to keep everybody calm, you know, and being able to keep everybody and understand the path that I'm trying to pursue with this deal, you know, because everybody wants the, their package to benefit them. Of they course. want they want to change this to benefit them.
4: <laughs> Racer's being self centered. Yeah. I can't imagine that.
10: <laughs> and I'm just trying to develop it to where it just benefits us as a group, as yeah. a series. Yeah, you
4: know. It seems like so far, I mean, it, you know, it, you wouldn't know it by watching Carson win as much as he has. But I mean, you know, when you're good, you're good. I mean, that, and I feel like that. I mean, I look at I, I, I mean, who knows? It, look, if they're cheating, they're doing a really good job because you haven't caught them yet. But I, that car, I know that chassis is, is 15 or 16 years old. It's yeah. not like it's a new car. Yeah. Um, but the kid to me, I mean, he's run cars. He's run. He's done so much other racing that he's able to be smooth and consistent. Whereas a lot of the other drivers, you've got a good mix of, of young kind of inexperienced drivers in that series. And then some veterans and some guys that um, like Bill Catania, for example, who have raced before, um, you know, but they're not, I mean, you know, quite up to where these kids are at this point anyway. Um, And I feel like Carson is doing exactly what you said right now. He's out driving everybody and it's not that he's he's way better; it's just consistent lap to lap to lap to lap.
10: Correct, and he and he is fantastic at it. I mean, yep. I'm watching him. I mean, I've gone and because I try to, me and my wife, we try to travel out and, and watch our racers at other places in yep. other series yep. and stuff. And I've done that. I went to watch him at Millbridge, and not just him, but because David Pletcher, his son, runs out there mm-hmm. also. Just watching some of the young up-and-comers because I'm actually, obviously, trying to recruit some drivers to come into sure. our series. So, um but him being in something three to four days a week in something is is helping him and his experience. I mean, besides Carson, he's just a wheel man. He's been in probably he's been on something since he was five years old. Exactly. You yep. know, and he's in something three, four, five days a week, going somewhere. He works on race cars every day. Yep. He knows these things like the back of his hand, and, well, and I'm sure you've had conversations with him where you could yeah, talk he's been to him on the and, show. A few and times. he understands yeah. these cars. Yeah, he understands what he's doing.
4: Yep, he's you know. really in. He's he's kind of learning the this side of it. You know, doesn't do a whole lot of it, but he's trying to be more. Got, Carson, by nature, is kind of a quiet, and, sort of like his dad. Travis, mm. like that. You know, Carson's not an overly outgoing kid per se, um, but. But, but he pays attention to what's going on. Yes. And that's really the key is, you know, he he's kind of got the you know, the long hair and the Wolverine sidebirds and whatever he's got, you know, you, you wouldn't necessarily, but Carson is actually a very um, smart kid. He doesn't miss anything. And that's what's really made the difference, I think, for him is, um, he's just right right now he's just out consistency the field if that's i guess i just made it a word that's a good um, one it's a good one well uh, we're, we're gonna take a break when we come back more with keith lucas is still here the show continues after this don't change the channel
8: you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving
3: Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
4: Welcome back. The set has changed a bit. If you uh, could see us here in the studio. we uh, Lucas Vera, and his folks uh, are headed out and uh, back home. Uh, really enjoyed having Lucas on the show for a thirteen year old very well spoken young man, and uh, very humble as well. His parents have raised him well, and uh, always good to have the young. Uh, next gen racers on, and give them an opportunity to get the media experience and the exposure too. We love for y'all to uh, to get to know them a little bit. Um, a lot of fun. Gonna have to go uh, go have some dinner if you're anywhere near Harrisburg, North Carolina. Um, Mexicasa restaurant on Route 49 uh, in the uh, Lowe's Plaza is where their restaurant is. So go go uh, go eat some some dinner there and uh, tell them that. Uh, Race Chaser and, and uh, the Race Chaser crew sent you. Okay, if I can complete a sentence now. I have Keith Graham with me. Uh, still, Keith is, uh, he started with us in the last segment. We were talking about his series, Carolina Pro Late Model Series. First year series, uh, all the way through the first year, got uh, a pair of races left, right? Um, one points race left, and then we're
10: going to do a little bonus race in Florence. Yeah, Florence,
4: yep. yeah. So a pair of races left, uh, one points race. Uh, is there any chance that Carson Quapel loses?
10: If he don't show up, Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> well, not if he if he loses the championship, he could lose the race, but not well, uh, but no, that's what I lose. meant
4: was the championship. Uh,
10: ah no he's yeah, okay. the only way he's gonna lose the championship if he don't show up
4: so if if if, if uh who's in second, Nick, yeah, Nick, okay, so Nick Loden, if you want to beat Carson, there's only one way you got to kidnap him and lock him in a closet somewhere, yes right, other than that, uh, if he gets there and starts, he wins, but uh it it should be fun, this is a big weekend too, fall brawl um. I think uh, this weekend, and yes. it, you know, you guys um, get a chance to be part of a big stage because that's always one of Hickory's marquee events, right? And and uh, so, what are we expecting for this weekend in terms of car count? Could we see any new faces?
10: Yes, we're going to see some new faces. I've already uh, received a few phone calls uh, with some some interested parties.
4: Uh, Anybody we can share?
10: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we spoke about. Uh, uh,
4: Mark Reedy Mark Reedy uh,
10: I've had Hi, so Mark. many yeah we spoke about Mark Reedy um uh, uh, and and I've got uh there's I'm trying to think of a couple other ones that I've, called. I've had so many they're, they're, we're going to have some new faces I can't think of their names off the top of my head because it's been a little bit of a busy day for me Tom. yeah
4: I hear that I was yeah. with you for part of it yeah. um so and a, and a, and a nice announcement coming about the series we just can't make it yet Correct. um but uh it's it's gonna be awesome um but yeah uh so that should be fun for two thousand twenty one we'll announce that as soon as the ink is dry um but it, it's uh it's certainly gonna to be a a good race and hopefully <laughs> Gosh, I hope the weather's better this weekend. This past weekend was awful.
10: Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm. I actually haven't even looked at the weather, so I'm not sure what it's going to be.
4: Because I can I'm going to just uh, take a look at uh, it. Take a look at the forecast here. Yeah, let me get uh, to my weather uh, section here and see what the forecast is going to be for this weekend. And it looks like oh, nice, 64 for a high. Forty-three for a low. <laughs> that's not good. Perfect. Um, but uh, so bundle up, bring a jacket. Uh, but fourteen percent chance of rain.
10: Well, I'm a fat boy. I don't, I don't mind I don't know the forty-three how you get degrees.
4: Fourteen, but fourteen uh, percent chance. But basically sunny skies on Saturday, so that's
10: good. A weatherman or, or meteorologist, they could. Pretty much put any numbers they want to put Well, on yeah, nobody holds it <laughs> yeah, that's, How how you prove. It's you know, job, I mean, I mean, in my opinion.
4: So, yeah, uh, but uh, basically I, I, I saw all sun for Saturday. So a minimal chance of any precipitation. Let's hope that that continues because, boy, we deserve it after this past weekend because we all got soaked. But, um, yeah, so that should be coming up now. The race at Florence is going to be quite interesting because you guys haven't ventured too far Outside of, uh, well, you had the opener at Dillon and one at Orange County, the rest of all, but at Hickory, right? Or, no, you ran one at Ace.
10: No, we haven't ran at Ace this year. That's right. Nope. Okay,
4: I thought. Yeah, it was all at Hickory. So yep, um, this will be different to go to Florence and a little bit of a, a bigger track than what you guys are used to.
10: Yeah, yeah, it's a, a little bigger. I when, when I went there and visited a couple of weeks ago, it's slightly bigger. I mean, it's going to be fast down the straightaways, but you really got to whoa that bad boy up in the yes, turns. You you know, yes, you do. So, yes, you do. And, and, and be it, no walls there. I was so, going to say, you don't want
4: to slide off the backstretch.
10: Well, it's not. I mean, when when me and uh, Wendy went there the other week, as soon as we pulled up, uh, a car went off turn three and four, and uh, they pulled him right back on the track, and he still qualified sixth of the race. Yeah. So that's a good thing. <laughs> and the, and um, the funny thing is. Because, <laughs> I mean, he didn't. I mean. If y'all have been there, I mean, it's not a big like. I am from Pensacola, Florida, so Five Flags Speedway. Back in the day, they didn't have a wall, but when you went off the straight, when you went off the, the track there, back in the day, you were going headed to China. It was <laughs> there was a full blown of, drop off,
6: kind of like Little Rock there in uh, Rockingham. How they got the small track and back. If you go over that, the only thing to stop you is hay bales, and there is a hill that just
10: yeah
4: whoosh, ah,
6: falls straight off.
10: Yeah, you were not coming back off Five Flags in one piece. Yeah, the car was junk. Crazy. It's
4: funny because my first dirt track experience when I was very little, about six or seven, um, my sister and, and brother-in-law used to take me to Weed Weedsport Speedway up in New York, and back then they didn't have a wall um, from the end of, I think it was the end of Turn 2 all the way around to, it might've been all the way around to turn four and just remember cars sliding up and down the banking, And I used to laugh. I mean, you go down the banking and see them up oh, there. They are in turn three coming back up on the track. And just, you know, when you're oh, a yeah. kid, that stuff's funny. And, uh, never thought I'd ever see that, you know, in this period of time, you'd think, well, all tracks would have walls by now Florence doesn't. And, um, so you still kind of have that uh, old school feel, but, it's a racy track.
10: Oh, yeah, it is. Very uh, racy when track. The, we, when I went there a couple weeks ago, it was very racy. I enjoyed the racing. Um, and like I said, it, with the no-wall deal, the problem with some of those, I mean, guys is with no-wall, when they're coming off a of turn two, they get a little bit more, they're a little more confident in going three-wide because there is no-wall there, and they're going to take it three-wide, <laughs> you know? yeah.
4: Well, yeah, a couple of them
10: went off during the race. I was going to say,
4: yeah, you got to be careful. You yeah. don't want to be three wide on the top.
10: But they will. They've that's, done it. Uh,
4: that's that's the thing good. you don't want to do. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a very different experience, I think, for these guys uh, in your series to go run a track like that. And uh, under new ownership, um, Steve Zacharias and his crew from Myrtle Beach bought the Speedway uh, from Charlie Powell, who just passed away recently. And I don't know if I've had a chance to really even mention that on this show. So, uh, in case I haven't, uh, it happened a few weeks ago, but in case, uh, in case I haven't had the chance, I want to pass my condolences and prayers to Charlie's family. He, he passed away from, uh, complications of COVID, but I think he, I think there were some other, um, things in play there, but he, um, he, he, it wasn't long after he sold the track. So, um, Charlie's a great guy and everybody loved him. um, owned the track a long time and really um, did a great job. So Steve and his crew are coming in. And I know that uh, obviously this year, they're just kind of getting their feet wet for a few races in the fall, but I think they're proving by bringing in your series. They got the smart tour coming this weekend, smart modified tour down there. Um, they've had the cars to already. Um, they're not afraid to, you know, reach out and bring in the big races. And so I think this track is going to be a destination much like Myrtle Beach always was.
10: I agree. Uh, when we were there, I mean, the, the facility looked great. Yeah, I thought it looked fantastic. For, yeah, you know, I've never been there, but it, it looked good. The stands looked good. The tower looked good. I mean, the bathrooms were fantastic. I mean, if you want to judge a track by their bathrooms, but I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, the, I mean, they the, were they were really nice. I mean, people it was,
4: laugh, but you know what? It, nobody wants to go. You know what I mean? Like you want it to be clean. I mean, that's that is a bigger part of the experience for a fan, especially for the for the females. You want if you, if if the men's is going to be a disaster, at least make sure the ladies' room is clean.
10: at least the ladies because they're, they're yeah we, we agree. need the
4: we need the female fans. Um, you know, and and that's a. So again, it's the details that make the difference. So good for them if that's yeah. the case. And again, I'm sure that they'll be making some some further improvements and changes and whatever in the off season to kind of get it the way they want it for for uh, 21 and, and even probably into 21. It'll be a continuous work in progress because Steve doesn't like to do anything halfway. Um, he likes things to be nice and clean. He likes to put on big shows. He likes and they've got a really interesting fan base there. Um, this is, a, this is one of those opportunities, I think. You know, when, when I heard Steve was buying the place, I said, oh, this is great. Because here we have a really good track owner slash promoter who knows what to do and how to put on a show. And they've got a natural fan base there because unlike other areas where there's tracks, in Florence, there's not a ton of other stuff to do on a Saturday night.
10: No. No. I mean, driving there, it was... I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot out there. I mean, (laughs) well,
4: yeah. And so once you get into Florence and it's not but, you know, 12 or 13 miles from Darlington. I mean, it's not like, you know, so it's not like it's out in the boonies by, you know, an hour or whatever. But it's just there's there's it's just in one of those areas where there just isn't a lot of other options. So I think it's got its own natural fan base and I think Steve's going to build that really big. And so for you guys to have an opportunity to go there and to be a part of um, the big weekend there in November, because, again, they always had the Myrtle Beach 400. Yep. Well, now it's no longer the Myrtle Beach 400, obviously. So, uh, but they're still bringing that to, um, to uh, Florence.
10: Oh, yeah. So, as soon as he announced that or talked to me, we, I mean, we talked about it before Myrtle Beach uh, sold. Or it was already sold, but because he was trying yeah. to get me to Myrtle Beach. Oh, before and, uh, it uh, before yeah. before they did what they did, but it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to be a part of it. I wanted my series to be a part of it, and a, and that's what I want. I want my. I'm trying to get my series to be a part of some of these big shows with me having yep. the piggyback on yep. events.
4: Well, you're 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 doing a great job of it, uh, even for this first year, to, and and to get to Florence to be able to be a part of that. I think that's going to be a really. And we were talking earlier, you'll probably really get some fresh faces for that race.
10: Already got them coming.
4: Yeah. So um, as big as this weekend's going to be, the race at Florence, which is what, the 21st? 21st, November, oh, November 21st. Yeah. 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 That one's going to be even bigger. So don't skip Hickory, but uh, make plans to go to Florence to see this show um, coming up uh, in a month or so, because that's going to be a really, really big deal. We're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to talk more with Keith and uh, more news and such to pass along before the show is over, too. So stay with us. Uh, League Lap continues right after this.
8: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot left, VSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444.
5: Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
4: Welcome back to Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Hey, if you are looking, if you're in the market for a trailer, and it doesn't matter if it's a racing trailer or a toy hauler or a trailer for some other purpose, horse trailer, um, cow trailer, uh, if you were listening to the show last week, you understand that. Reference. Um, it doesn't matter what you're hauling. Victory Custom Trailers has a trailer for you. Now, if you go to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com, the thing about this is they've got over 200 trailers in stock of all types, all the major brands. So you can choose a newer used trailer from their stock, or you can actually design your custom trailer right from the website it's as easy as it gets chris Hedinger was here last week with his daughter katie and uh, chris owns victory custom trailers former racer now his daughter is uh, carrying on the family name quite well shall we say a part of uh, gms racing's driver development program Um, katie is 13 and doing a real nice job Won the championship this year now chris knows what what the deal is here, and and they pride themselves not just on finding the right trailer or creating the right trailer, but the process of the more custom you want it, they can shine like the sun. Seriously, they're they're great friends of mine, and and uh, I've seen their trailers. Nick Loden Racing has one. If you uh, run the Sea Palm series, go uh, go check Nick's uh, hauler out. Um, that is from Victory Custom Trailers. So uh, we have. Um, Some of those running around over here, and um, they can ship it anywhere. He told me last week they shipped one to Russia um, this year. So uh, not even the continental U.S., they can ship it anywhere. So no matter where you're listening to us from, if you need a trailer, new or used, custom or stock or whatever, uh, RV, whatever, get on the website, victorycustomtrailers.com. Keith Graham uh, here with us as we, we talk about the uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Um, now, you reminded me of something during the break that I would have forgotten to mention. We were talking about how Carson Quapple has won every race this year except one. Um, Nick Loden got that one. Um, now, we're going to give some other drivers an incentive. $500 bounty.
10: Yes, sir. $500 bounty. It's, I'm trying to raise it at the moment. It could be more before the race gets here.
4: Okay, so at least minimum five hundred dollar bounty. Now the, here's the deal: you can't go wreck Carson. No, nope. that doesn't count. Okay, Carson is there a rule about him having to finish the race? Yeah. The he's, okay,
10: he's got to finish on the lead lap, lead lap, etc. Okay. So yeah. you,
4: you cannot wreck him um, and and get the five hundred bucks.
10: Yeah, um, you can't team up on him. No, you can't do any of that.
4: We we want to see somebody go out and just flat kick his butt. Um, and, and I, 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 think mean, that's a challenge because yes, like I said, Nick got out front at, uh, at, at orange County and, and did a really nice job to get that one. But, um, other than that, I mean, Carson's been the story here all year. So, uh, it isn't that the other you know, drivers have done poorly by any means, but Carson's just, as we talked about earlier, Carson's just had, uh, had the better of them every single race out except that one. So, um, that's going to be an interesting, uh, I think make it a little bit interesting, especially, you know, you get some of these newer guys that are coming in. Um, Mark Reedy coming in with his car, and I'm going to, because you 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 speculated, I'm going to go ahead and speculate if it's Trey Gerald in the seat. And Trey's run for Mark a number of times. Uh, the past tour, um, I think they might have done one or two cars tour races. I'm not sure. But um, Trey's, Trey, I've I've worked with Trey. I've known Trey a long time. Trey is a, Trey's a good driver. Awesome. If, if that car... Gets hooked up. Trey will run with Carson Quapel. Um, And Trey's not a driver who, you know, goes out and wrecks. That's not his style at all. So uh, I know that Trey, and I know the car is good. It's just a matter of whether they can, Trey hasn't run in probably a year, a year and a half. He's been out of the seat a little while because he's, yep. um, what Trey's doing, Trey graduated from Liberty University. And Trey is now doing ministry outreach there. Okay. Um, yeah on the campus. And, uh, he just won a one K, some sort of a mini marathon or some sort of a thing. Um, I'll have to go back and look here on the next break and we'll, we'll talk about it, but Trey, Trey just, uh, yeah. So he, he can win with his feet and he can win with a race car. Uh, so, you know, I think, uh, if, if that's the driver now, you know, I don't know if it's going to be Trey, but, uh, if Trey is the driver, That'll be an interesting one. You've got uh, probably a couple of others that could take a shot at it, too. And if you get the bounty much higher, yeah, you'll bring some more people out to, to run with him.
10: Oh, yeah. Well, Mark actually said that if he can't find nobody, he'll do it himself. He would wheel it himself. Yeah. So that's what he told me. Well, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I wanted, like, I'd am I i like to get it up, get some more interest in coming out there. Uh, speaking, you know, I know Nick has a great opportunity. There's a few drivers in the top that have a great opportunity. And Nick if Nick can get out front or any of the couple other competitors can get out front, I mean, I've spoke to all of them, and even including Carson, if if it stays green, it's tough for Carson to get there. It is. You know, but when the cautions come out, you know.
4: And that's the thing. And, and you know, what you what you don't want <laughs> you don't want that late race caution. Yeah. But you get a driver like Will Cox, and I don't know if Will will run this weekend or not, but you get a driver like Will – Will has been Will has gotten faster and faster all year in the late models. Yes, both stock and pro. Um, I feel like Will is a driver. If again, if he's there and he's racing, who can come in and, uh, and and get it done as well? It's again, like you said, that where Carson is able to wear them out is he's so consistent lap after lap that if you give him an opportunity and he gets out in front of you, you are not going to stay with him. Yeah. The only one that's been able to do that all year and give him a real run for his money was Cody Connor yeah. in, in the Trump twenty twenty car. And uh Cody took him right to the line, literally, and uh Cody got sideways. He let Carson get on out the outside of him coming to the line and got sideways uh trying to stay with him and ended up uh ended up crashing across the line and, and Carson got the Carson got the win. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> that one was uh now you just told me so Breaking news. Uh, that's for Jacob Seelman, who I know is uh, helping to produce this from the PMN side. Um, that's his liner. Um, that car has been sold. Trump train is is has a new home with um, Kyle Campbell and his family. Kevin Campbell and and uh, uh, Kyle Campbell going to race that this yeah,
10: weekend. Yeah, yeah, sure is. Uh, yeah, they bought it uh, over the the this past weekend. Yeah, they've actually sold their car to another competitor that's going to be coming to run with us. Oh, good. So,
4: so you picked up a car. That yeah, good. picked
10: up a car, and that that particular competitor, he's got two of them now. So he'll have the the 15 car and his 72 car. So we're going to be gaining a couple cars off of that deal.
4: Okay, so that's yeah. good. And uh, and and Kyle, I think, gets a piece that again we've seen it could go out and challenge for a win. Oh, yeah. So, um, that's going to be interesting to see how he uh, rolls with that this weekend. It'll be. I think it's a better piece than what he's what he's had yeah I'm
10: looking forward to it uh, I've spoke to his dad numerous times in, uh, over the past couple of weeks, and I'm looking forward to seeing how Kyle does in that car because Kyle's I think is a is a definitely an up and coming wheel man
4: he is yeah um still getting used to the bigger cars I would say um but he's they're super nice people Kyle's a great kid um and I feel like he's a driver who can certainly with a better with a better car um you know, again, just consistency is is where it's at, and and you said Cody's going to be there to help him. We'll have to uh, uh, catch up with Cody over the weekend, but um, he's that's that's a great mentor to have because Cody's one of the best there is right now in those cars.
10: Yeah, Cody's um, a good guy
4: in this area, yeah, yeah, and a great guy as well. So, uh, good stuff there. So, you're you're. Um, do we hit the twenty car market, uh, Hickory? Do you think?
10: Yes, I'm very. Yeah, we're going to break it actually. We're going to break it. We're going we're going to get I 21 love the
4: optimism. Yeah. <laughs> are you being optimistic or are you just are, do you really I'm being optimistic it? right okay. now. I don't
10: have an official. We've got a few official entries already. I mean, you know our normal, our core group guys, yeah. you know, but uh any of the extra, you know, we uh they drivers they love the last minute bunch. deal. They love you know, the last minute
4: deal. I always I always said if I ever started a series um I would have I would bribe my drivers to pre-enter you have to bribe them. You know, you, you say, well, you know, somebody from the pre-entries is going to win something. So, you know, if you're – but you have to pre-enter to win um, because it, th- these guys don't realize that by not pre-entering, you can't pre-promote.
10: Yeah, it's a struggle. That
4: hey, Come not, on, guys.
10: Yeah, not even the, the promoting for sure, but also with the Hickory situation is parking. If they pre-enter, I can get them a better parking spot.
4: Well, there's some good experience. You know, especially
10: with the fall brawl, because there's going to be a lot of race cars there this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's
4: right. Yeah, I didn't think about you that. Know, how many cl- do you know how many classes are running? Is it just uh, you and the... Late streets, models? Probably street, run.
10: No, street stocks, uh, limiteds uh the, his his regular mile stocks and us. Okay, so four classes. Yeah, it's four hundred and thirty okay. something laps worth of racing.
4: That's not that's not too bad. Four classes is not too bad. Yeah. Um. Well, that'll be good. Well, is it's going to be a sunny day, uh, and fans are allowed.
10: Yeah, limited. Yeah, limited. I haven't read the whole post, but so I don't fans know. Fans are allowed. But Hickory did put out a post earlier, and I haven't had a chance to read it. But yeah, there was definitely fans are allowed.
4: hickorymotorspeedway.com dot com. If you want to go check out the info i'm sure it'll be on there um, <clears throat> so my my guess would be you better get there early yep. for the it's the fall brawl. get there early if you want to be able to get into the grandstand as a fan because there's only going to be so much uh opportunity for that and they'll cut it off as soon as they hit the limit so yes. um, you don't want to, at this point the tracks around here have to uh have to toe the line on that, so uh get there early. Um, if you want a grandstand ticket, um, okay. So, you've got you've got the Hickory race. You've got Florence coming up. Um, I want to, in the next segment, I want to look ahead, kind of, to next year and what let you talk about what your vision is for the series for next year and whatever you can share with us, uh, you know, or feel comfortable sharing, but at least an idea of where the the, the series might be going after what I consider to be. One of the most successful first years for a big track, big car series that I think I have ever seen, honestly. And I've been through a couple of series and involved in a couple of series that have debuted. And I know what that what how much of a headache that can be. Very few real issues so far. Um, in the uh, yeah, C-POM series. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, great job so far. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have more with this guy, Keith Graham, right after this.
6: Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
4: Uh, we mentioned Ross earlier when we were talking about Cup uh, and, and the whole Chevy sort of upgrade for 2021, where it's going to be one motor for all of Chevrolet. Uh, Childress and Earnhardt, get, er, Childress and Hendrick getting together. Um, to combine the motor program in Chevrolet and have a standard motor across the team. Now
6: that you said that, I just thought about that. It is an Earnhardt Childress motor. Do you see Earnhardt going, having any part to do with this still, no, or no? It,
4: no, and it hasn't really been Earnhardt for a while. It's, yeah, it's, it's th- just th- a it's name. It's mostly Childress. And, and, and the interesting thing is somebody said, well, doesn't Chip run the um, Earnhardt, the, the Earnhardt Childress, but said, no, he's been running Hendrick motors for several years now. Yep. The only one on those motors of the major teams is is uh, Childress, obviously. And then, of course, you probably I would assume his satellite teams are all running those, um, though. I think Jermaine might be on Hendrick. But uh, anyway, re- regardless, they're all going to that standard motor for next year, which I think is going to elevate the teams a bunch. And Ross Chastain coming to the Cup Series to run the 42 car. Him and Kurt Busch as teammates, how would I describe that in a word? Delicious. Because those two are so much alike in their driving styles. That is going to be so much fun to watch next year. I just never thought that um, when, for example, Larson and and Kurt, it's different. Chastain and Kurt Busch are both similar personalities, similar levels of aggression, I see that team especially on the on the new motor that that team will elevate itself a bunch I think.
6: Yeah, um When Kurt started at the younger age, he was more of a hothead and would just let it fly out on TV. Well, he's calmed down. Yeah. 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 He's calmed down now. Older and wiser. That's exactly how we married. Yep. That's how Chastain is. (laughs) Chastain lets it hang out on the racetrack, but when the media gets around him, he's calm, he's collective, and he just has a conversation with the drivers he has a run in with. Kurt back in the day, he would go up there and just be ready to fight somebody.
4: (laughs) Uh, he's
6: calmed down a lot. So I can see this being a really fun year for those two.
4: Yeah. I just think, like I said, their levels of regression are similar and I think they will push each other in a very big way. I, you know, and, and thankful to see Matt do what he did and, and uh, you know, obviously wish him the, the best after this year because I, I think at this point, I think Matt will probably just retire for good. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he, I, I this package just sort of baffled him. Um, he's had moments of, of, of Matt Kenseth, but for the most part this year, not, um, up to I know what he would like to be, but um, you know, he was he's obviously stuck it out and fulfilled the commitment and, and I think Ross Chesting coming in is a great idea for that uh organization. So um there's the, the tangent for this segment. We'll get back to uh, talking with Keith here. So speaking of twenty twenty one, you and I have talked a little bit about what you envision. Um what do you want to tell the world uh about what you envision for 2021 for uh, Carolina uh, Pro Late Model Series, because I know that you're, you you definitely have a different thought on uh, the scheduling for the series for next year.
10: Uh, my plan is uh, I want to run 10 different racetracks. Uh, working on the schedule a little bit last night, I was dancing around 12 scheduled dates. <laughs> uh, but, Let's go
4: for the Baker's dozen. Yeah, uh,
10: um, but... Thinking about that, I do definitely want to, to run. Give myself a ding. I want to give my guys a variety. Um, yeah. um I mean, Hickory gave me a big platform this year. and, and They did. And uh, so, uh, and I appreciate Hickory Motor Speedway and Kevin beyond appreciative sure. to him yeah. for giving me Absolutely. a platform. But I'd like to take our guys and most of my guys and racers. They want a variety also. And for us being somewhat – uh, we do have our different uh, talent levels, but we you know, some of our talent levels are up and comers, and it just gives them an opportunity to learn different facilities instead of running the same track over and over yeah. again.
4: Well, I think it's great experience for them to have to think about the racetrack every time out instead of, mm-hmm. you know. Now, with that being said, um, it, it's interesting because when when you look at some of these series, like yours, for example when you if you're talking late model stocks for example not only do they have a limited late model but but of course both of those divisions run weekly at tracks all over the country really not just Carolinas yeah. but but if you're just talking the local area they have weekly tracks now when you look at for example the smart modified tour your series um, you know some of the divisions like that they don't have Weekly tracks, except of course the modifieds at Bowman Gray for that period of time that they run in in the summer. But yeah. it's not a year round thing. Um, the the I, and and I was talking to some folks from that tour the other day, and was we were talking about the concept that up north, what's blown the modifieds up up there for decades now is the SK division in New England. And they call them sportsmen in New York, but it's the same deal. Sport mods, mm-hmm. same kind of car. That feeder class, they all have their own weekly series. So you've got that natural thing going on. And then when they go to a tour, you know. So, um, the interesting thing about what you've accomplished this year is you managed to um, to run to to get right around eighteen twenty cars almost every race. Um, With no weekly racing series to sort of feed, everybody has had specific interest in your tour, which I think is quite a a feat, honestly. I think it says a lot about what you're doing.
10: Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And that's that's the biggest part of what I try to do is I I talk to my racers and, and listen to them and try to understand what they want and what they need. And I try, again, with the happiness thing. It's, I'm a, it's a struggle. <laughs> but still listening to them and, and and understanding what they want. They don't want to, like I said, they don't want to run the same place all the time. Right. They want to go to different places, and that's what I'm trying to do. And with just the way we're scheduling things, I'm trying to bring guys from up north and the Rhode Island, Massachusetts area, you know, because I plan on starting our season out uh, you know, February 20th. It, you know, somewhere in that end of the February, uh-huh. you know, and then running maybe uh, February, a couple of races in March, because I know up north those guys aren't running and they want a place to run. I've already gotten phone calls from them. I've got some coming for that November race, you know. Nice. And so, uh, and that's where I'm trying to base my deal. in, just to give my core group of guys and bring some of these northern guys and southern guys from, there's you know, some from Marietta, Georgia, that are coming up to run with us most likely in November Sweet. just to give our core group, a different group of guys to race with
4: is, yeah. uh, is Devin coming down for November? Has he talked to him?
10: He's to, he, yes. Yeah. I don't know it's, if he's coming, but he definitely wants to. Yeah. He, he, he does. Devin O'Connell
4: is who we're talking about. I, 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 bl- I keep, I need to get him on the show. We keep trying to do that. I
10: think, uh, Kevin flown is, 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 I believe that's his name. He's committed to come in November. Um, but I've, been talking to the plot family i don't uh-huh. know you know yep. and they're they're talking about coming up and running and they've got some nice stuff
4: yes they do well yeah you've got a few guys down there in the georgia area that uh, run between sort of pro and super but and then some of them just are in on the pro side race slate is is a really talented young racer um uh, Gosh, I'm going to um blank out on his teammate. Um really, really good racer. Um, but there's there's a handful from down there that would be really interesting to see come up here and 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 uh, run at Florence. But again, that's that's where spreading it out, you get an opportunity to bring some of those guys in and they don't have to travel, you know, as as far as you know they would if we were running at Kenley or you know, whatever. Oh, that, yeah. You know, so but yet there's other you know, other cars probably up in that area. Oh, but it would be interesting to see some tracks start running the pros weekly and see what would happen because I think the more that you get running weekly, obviously, the more you can draw from for your, your touring, touring series. Yeah. And that's that's really – we're missing the, the, the weekly pro class. I think they ought to run your rules, um, and we should get a few tracks to do that, just like I'd i like to see some tracks run the um the, the 602 mods for the same reason because then you get – you You get that sort of um build up of overall car count to go and and you know run when they run or even guys moving from that class to the smart mod tour um to build that form of racing so it's it's really um I think having the weekly series and that's why I said what you've done this year to me has been fantastic and um it sounds like you're gonna finish the year out really strong from a car count standpoint
10: oh uh, I believe so I mean again I'm optimistic nothing official you know, but as we get closer uh I just want to break the twenty mark. That's uh, that's been my pet peeve. I just want to break the twenty mark. You know. <laughs> well,
4: it just looks good.
10: You know. I had twenty. It's, it's I had kind of twenty two that... entered at Dillon, but a couple guys, one broke Friday and one backed yeah. out. I mean, so and it, it ended up starting the race with nineteen cars.
4: Yeah. I mean, come on. You <laughs> well, know? that so. was real. That was your first race too. Yeah. Right? And I mean, that was one of those deals where I feel like had COVID not happened, you would probably have more than that. But, you know, with with that, I mean, you're just kind of in that situation where, you know, some people just don't. So um, I think to to end the year at Florence, if you can get into the 20s and have some of those those guys um, from different areas come down, that'll have a real distinct big race feel. I agree to finish the year. And that could become your annual fall finale kind of thing if you wanted it to. Oh yeah. Um so, you know, that's a that's a great opportunity for you.
10: Well Florence is definitely gonna be in the points one of my points races next year. Yeah. Uh I mean obviously this is a test deal to see kind of what my cars do down there. Or, you know, C P L M S does. Yeah. But I mean I did a rough draft Come of my schedule. Is it your series? I did a rough draft <laughs> of my schedule last night and you know and Florence was on there. You know, um yeah. it's just a rough draft but I I liked it when I went. I liked A Speedway when I went there. I mean, that, that would
4: be like, another good track. Ace is for the opposite reason. Ace is a boring. Yeah. So you know, again, um, you know, if the guys use their head, you know, you can you can wind up with a really a uh, really good race there. Um, on the other hand, if they get too, you know, aggressive, then you'll wind up with a lot of junk because that's oh, yeah. one of those tracks that can go either way. And I've been to Ace and seen it go both ways uh, in the same night with two different divisions. Um, so, you know, it just all depends on the... But that's a, that would be a nice... Uh, and it's a, I, I love that facility. I love going to watch races at Ace. I think that's a, that's a great idea for next year, for sure. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you know what? Keith's here. We're going to finish the show with him. So stick around. More of Lee lap around the turn when do you think
0: of a plumber like most people even if it's an emergency you can be confident about who will arrive to help you for quality and reliability count on someone you can trust call on the plumbing services of Hague quality water of maryland plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency we handle all kinds of preventative maintenance too Hague quality water of maryland is family owned here in annapolis since 1993 For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online.
10: Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054.
9: Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs check out their entire inventory online at victorcustomtrailers.com
1: for more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
3: Hi, this is Derek Kroos, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
4: Welcome back. We've got presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, live on the Performance Sports Network, Race Chaser Radio, and available on demand virtually on all major podcast platforms. So uh, whichever one you prefer, just search Race Chaser Radio, three words, and then hit the follow button on that platform. That way you'll always know when new new shows go up. Uh, Tom Baker with Keith Graham. Uh, for our final segment keith from the carolina pro weight model series or as i like to say sea palms because um, that is after all your social media that's how i remember yeah. it C palms oh um, <laughs> nine yeah yeah you just sort of memorize uh, that and uh, james mellick uh, with us as the producer hey, james yeah james uh came back last week after a while away and good to have him back and uh, obviously james you're uh part of the uh, levine family racing team as the tear down specialist and oh my man i thought chris had a chance the other day he ran so well was up to second challenging for the lead at one point and then it kind of all just fell off the rail
6: yeah it was a good race again you know it we're was. building fast cars uh just a strategy play there we stayed out with kyle there with that second to last caution yeah. or whatever you third. want to call it maybe yeah. it was third or something like that caution and a lot of guys pitted we didn't we had enough to hopefully just go to the end because we needed to stay green um, and we didn't get that. So nope. we came down pit road and just couldn't get those spot back late in the race and gave it a valiant effort, but just strategy got us on that one.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, but man, you guys have been fast and it's kind of one of those, you know, you want to get frustrated because you're not, you're, 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 you want to win so badly and you want to be, and it seems like every week something goes wrong, right? There's that one moment where it's like, you know, um, but yeah, on the other hand, the, the cup series is so competitive and i just feel like especially for a team like yours chris bell you know and and a first year driver the speed that you've shown you've made consistent gains in the speed all year long it you just haven't had luck and i feel like if you ever get that to turn around he could actually run some top 5s out you know, between now and the end of the season, he's fast enough.
6: Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is I try to compare him to the other rookies that have went in years past. Um, If you look at the way he's running, he's running as good, if not better, than some of these rookies that had their first year racing in this series as well. I mean, not many rookies go into a cup car and go win a race. It takes time. I mean, your big names, Chase Elliott, Joey Lagano, they don't just hop in there and win those races either. And he's running just as good if not better, at some of these tracks than they were at their time. So I think he has a very bright future, and I think Toyota's got a star in him. Oh, for
4: sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the whole thing has just been, Chris, learning how to manage a car over 500 miles or 400 miles, whatever it is. It's just a different brain, Mm -hmm. a different program than what you put in your head when you're going to go, you know, run a midget. Uh, or a sprint car and it's a 20 lap dash or whatever yeah, 15 you know, minutes 30, in the car yeah. you're
6: out i mean yeah. you're in a cup car yeah. for four sometimes three and a half four yeah. hours so it's a different mindset
4: yeah it's definitely sure. a different deal so um and uh talk back to talk to keith here for a moment so um again the idea next year maybe to get to some different uh tracks than than what you've been and to spread the love a little bit um Let's talk about sponsors for a bit, because I know you've got a list over there. And yeah. I never like to let a guest get away without promoting sponsors, because that, after all, is really why we do this. Yeah, uh, right. Because without the sponsors, we wouldn't be sitting here in the WSIC studio right now. So um, talk a little bit about some of the sponsors that have really helped you out the first year.
10: Well, uh, the biggest one uh, right out of the gate is the Alltech Car Wash Systems, which is a company based right here out uh, of Statesville, North yeah. Carolina. And be, they had do have a car wash in front of their facility, so go check it out. And matter of fact, the other day I was uh, in Mooresville and uh, at the Shell station right there off the exit, and there was a tech truck backed up there taking care of the Autec. Obviously, that must be an tech car wash system inside there, and so that was one of them. But uh, he's been one of our bigger, biggest supporters besides Rick Hendrick City Chevrolet. Uh, so if you guys need a crate motor, that's where you need to go.
4: And, uh, I think that's where you have to go most yeah. of the time. Well, anyway. I
10: mean, most of like Randy Marion. <laughs> I think you can go there too. They sell oh, great, okay. I mean, you know. But uh, Rick yeah, Hendrick you had is to get them from Hendrick.
4: A lot yeah, of Rick
10: Hendrick is is a partner of ours okay. and a big supporter of the series, and has been since the start. He was actually one of the original sponsors, you know, right out of the gate. You know, perfectly
4: so. okay to put hold your list up in front of you. It's all right. Don't yeah. Worry well, about I'll it. just. Yeah, yeah. Well, then yeah, the. There's no, you know, that's – I tell everybody, bring a list. Bring it up. That way you don't forget.
10: And, uh, well, another huge supporter by, is Home Essentials. Home Essentials uh, in uh, Mooresville, or Denver, actually. Uh, so you can look them up. They've got a killer website, and they've got killer items. So if you guys – especially you guys, I mean, any of you guys, y'all need to go check this place out. They've got tools. They've got lawn, outdoor lawn. I mean, I just can't mention them. And him – I just can't thank him enough because he's been a big –
4: That is DJ – uh,
10: DJ cop cop, cop. Yeah. yeah. He's been cop. a huge yeah. supporter of the series. and uh, He's been a huge supporter of racing. Racing. Including at, uh, his own for yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, yeah. Now think, he's – What, he owned a truck team or something. He owned a truck he team. He, he started as a tire she changer. Yep. It's, uh,
6: I don't know exactly where he started, but he changed on Junior's car for a while at yep. DEI. Oh, he did? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. He changed Ooh. on Junior and I think Martin Truex and a few other rides at DEI, so – He's been around the sport for a long time.
10: Yeah, and he's and he's helpful. He's helpful not just in sponsorship wise, as in just being able. I'll call him up for knowledge. Sure, as in just being able to yeah. m- marketing packets or anything that him and his 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 wife help because I think she's with colleague racing. Yeah,
6: she's with colleague, and he's even at the same time, like you just said, help. He even had a pit crew thing, so he knows the business injury uh, industry because he's been in NASCAR with the race team. And a pit
10: uh oh, yeah. um, supplier as well. Yeah. 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 And his like I said, and that place he's got going on in, in Denver, again, home essentials. Look it up on Facebook. They got a Facebook account. They've got all kinds of great stuff. Let me move on. I'm okay. I'm gonna miss some if we don't get Go any. ahead. And uh the HMS Hydrographics, which he's he's a big been a big supporter of our hard luck award uh, all season long. He makes uh the the hydro dips. Yeah. Deal, and he does the cups and everything. He does anything, and he has a little booth in the Antique Mall in Mooresville.
4: Oh, he does? Uh, yes, he does oh, have a booth that. where
10: he makes uh, a bunch of all kinds of items. Uh, Fabrication Associates, which he is actually a racer, the Matt Henley, the number 98 car. Uh, they've, they, they, uh, He gave me a tour of his place, and they build, he, you'd have to talk to him personally, but they build huge, just custom one-off pipes and silos oh. or you know, just custom one-off items, but uh, let's see. stuff. Stuff. I mean, it's just <laughs> some of his stuff is this huge. It's just just they're just one-off machines that they plasma cut big bearings. I mean, he says the companies will come in and spend hundreds of or millions of dollars just to build a one-off bearing for some big drive shaft or using some something. You'd have Yeah, to it's funny.
4: I have a friend of mine who works for a brake company that does brakes for, like, buses and dump trucks and whatever, and the size of those things, It's like, holy cow. Oh, yeah. You know?
10: Yeah. I did that. actually worked on buses and trucks for a few years before. You know. Yeah, before. Not I, your it, average
4: brake for your Ford, uh, you know, uh, small car.
10: Yeah, and then the dog fabrication. Focus. Dog fabrication and the the Furrit Cup. He's a fabricator here in the Mooresville area. Great welder and just great equipment. One rail, obviously. Bill Cantania. Bill Cantania. Yeah, that's uh, AR Bodies, Innovative Safety Products, Four Cent Media, CompCal, Buzzy Racing, First Aid Corporation, which is a you, know, you guys have to check them out. They have your brake clean, uh, uh, this degreaser, anything you might need in that department. Dave Jensen Enterprises, and another big supporter of our series, as in just the chassis department, is Clattenburg Racing Fabrication he's been a huge part of the series as in fixing some of the cars that we've damaged <laughs> you know they, and they a lot of our guys take them to them and uh, he fixed them up But first place embroidery cody cuts lawn mowing pitwilled you and uh of course our sons of thunder ministry with uh, hugh compton and missy that, so,
4: absolutely
10: so those are just some of our partners for 2020 and then well, we've got a Like you said earlier in the show, we've got some things happening for 2021. It is going to take us to another
4: level. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Um, Four cent media, because we're not worth a nickel. Uh, yeah, i media. There's your tagline right yeah. there. I mean, I, I don't know if that's flattering, but it's it's meant to be funny. And I think people, I think they love it. There. Yeah. So there you go. Tell tell the folks at Four set Media, I got their tag because yeah. we're not worth a nickel. Um, yeah, it might so, he might work. I
10: mean, he, <laughs> that's that's actually my son's company. So. Oh, so good yeah. to go there. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, it's my, it's all good. He he has he, to he's, tell your kid, yeah. I got his tag. Yeah, he does a Free fantastic job. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good and working hard at what he's trying to do.
4: It's just funny how you how do you get to four. Uh
10: you'd have to ask him. Yeah, so it's like, know, it's know. just kind
4: of one of those things I yeah. wonder about. Yeah. Um, you know, because we're not worth a nickel. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like somebody named their pest control company accurate and thrifty. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't you just call it good and cheap? Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's that's... much easier to remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just uh, you know, but uh yeah. Again, things I wonder about. My brain wanders sometimes, um, but uh, it it always is fun to have you on the show. And and I really, like I said, I, I think what you guys have accomplished, you and your wife and your team, in this series for year one, is quite amazing, honestly. And I, I, um, you're you're never gonna make everybody happy. Uh, I think you figured out. Well, you're a racer too, so you oh, understand yeah. it from the racer side. Um, and so, but but I think you've managed. To make enough people happy over the span of you know eight or nine races that you um, you've got a consistent field. I haven't seen too many people really coming and going. I mean, yeah, okay, somebody wanders in that's kind of a part time deal or whatever, uh, a one off arriving driver, whatever. But you, for the most part, you've had a pretty consistent field from pretty much the beginning to current. And with these two big races coming up, um, obviously you're going to have at least that and more. So that I mean. Really, um, I'm not sure how much better of a first year you really could have asked for. Well, I, uh, especially under the conditions we've had with. COVID.
10: Oh, I agree, and but I can't thank the the racers enough. Uh, the racers are, are what have brought me here, and I, my and the relationship with the racers are brought me and my wife here. Yeah, with this series, because uh, without them, I have nothing. So, I mean, the racers are are all of our partners that came aboard. I mean, it's just. It's blown my mind how well we've done this year uh, with it and and with support from uh, yourself, you know, and and pushing the series for us and and coming out and supporting the series. I don't know what else. I mean, it's the drivers. I mean, the the drivers, I know I keep repeating myself. but drivers and sponsors. Yeah, drivers and sponsors and, and the guys, my racers, having faith in what we're doing, and that's why they keep coming back this year and running for more.
4: Well, it's uh, it's really been fun to watch, honestly, the uh, the first year uh, f- evolve for you. And, and you know, you kind of keep waiting for sort of that crest that you start to you have those one or two bad days and you really haven't. I mean, for the most part, it's been pretty consistent all year long and you may get races with more yellows or cautions. But I mean, in terms of you know, the race procedure, and the way everything went. Really, um, there hasn't been a, a a disaster the whole year. Again, we'll knock some wood because you got two big shows coming up. Yeah, yeah. But um, wish you the best for those, and uh, looking forward to keeping up. and And uh, we'll get you back as uh, things start unfolding for next year as well. And that's gonna do it. My goodness gracious, we are done with a two hour show. I want to thank, of course, uh, Victory Custom Trailers, MyComputerCareer.edu, edu, training for a better life. Go check them out and strumpmasters. com as well. Um, and uh, thanks to the folks at WSIC for. Uh, hosting our shows here and uh, the folks at PMN, uh, for carrying it. And, um, of course, uh, find us on our podcast platforms, whichever one you want to pick, um, just search race chaser radio and you can, uh, catch up with us and keep up with us all week long until, uh, next week. I am Tom Baker. So long.
3: You've been listening to lead lap radio powered by HMS motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media.